0: Good afternoon welcome to caring connections my special guest is chaplain Greg Schwartz he is a hospital chaplain here with us at Baptist Hospital and Chaplain Schwartz is a part of the glue that holds us together not just as employees but also our patients I'm gonna give him the opportunity to introduce himself to you because he has done so much and is so instrumental in keeping us here. Welcome, to Chaplain. Chaplain Schwartz.
1: Nice to be with you, Cord- Cordella. Well, I've I've been here about 24 years at, at uh, in Beaumont. Uh, did did some uh, some work in in Chaplaincy uh, before this. So I've been in three, three different institutions uh, in, in Texas and hospitals. Um, I'm originally from Marshall, Texas and uh, moved away to Waco to, to uh, uh, Baylor University and uh, did my undergraduate work there. Uh, went to seminary at uh, Southwestern in Fort Worth. Uh, married along the way and had, had a daughter who has grown up and, and uh, married herself um, I did uh, after seminary. I did um, uh, clinical clinical work, uh, CPE, clinical pastoral education, at uh, in Waco at Hillcrest Baptist uh, uh, Medical Center, and then also at Scott and White and Temple. Uh, so I did a residency there, and uh, that's what uh, that's what brought me from from uh, Central Texas over to Southeast Texas here to uh, Baptist in Beaumont. So that's a, a very short, uh, quick uh, uh, journey uh, to to where we're at, but uh, it's it's been a very fulfilling uh, 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 time here. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of things that uh, I had studied along the way, and and uh, some of the tasks that uh, that are uh, that I helped perform uh, here in the hospital uh, nicely uh, dovetailed with each other. I'd, I did my uh, undergraduate back when they didn't do minors and things like that. I have a, I majored in religion, of course, and, and uh, philosophy, and so I, did, I, I do a lot of work on the ethics committee. And so that was, it was nice to have a little bit of background and understanding some of the uh, complexities of, of, uh, of, of more of the uh, medical ethical issues that, uh, that present itself themselves in hospitals today. Uh, particularly around advanced directives and who's supposed to consent if the patient can't consent and uh, many many other things as, as, as uh, times change uh, to uh, utilization and, and how does that uh, affect how we utilize equipment and how we uh, how we take care of uh, as many patients as we can with uh, uh, sometimes scarce resources like we like we had in COVID uh, and then during the pandemic, so it's it's been um, been a very uh, very fulfilling and very uh, interesting uh, journey uh, uh, to this point today.
0: Fantastic, that's great. Uh, so, what does it take? Really, you 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 have an extensive background in uh, theology and in education. Mm-hmm. What is the basic minimum to become a hospital chaplain?
1: So most hospitals, uh, you'll have your bachelor's degree, a master's degree, uh, a lot of times a master of divinity, okay. uh, although uh, a master of arts may, may suffice, and okay. then that clinical pastoral education, which is the clinical education in the hospital, working with patients understanding the culture of the hospital. It's just like moving into another country. There's so many things that uh, you have to understand in language and everything else of, yeah. uh, uh, of a hospital. And um, that's where uh, you get to put some of the, some of your um, systematized theological learn, uh, learning uh, into uh, real life work. Um, and, and and figure out that sometimes it doesn't fit so well mm. together, and um, and and see what the challenges are, in in uh, understanding people that may have different values, maybe similar values, uh, maybe things that are just a little more important right now, mm-hmm. at their point in in life, and how does God fit into all that? Right, and. Um, where is, that, uh, where is that relationship with God and, and, and um, whether it's at the beginning of an illness or the end of an illness or just that persevering along the way right. and um, just really trying to meet someone where they're at and then just being a friend along the way. It's not trying to push religion or anything yeah. like that, but just 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 being that uh, just being a, a kind co-pilgrim, right? To uh, to meet them where they're at and and see where can we where do we go from here, and and helping folks along the way.
0: Right, and I think that's the crux of public service. It's meeting people where they are.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't Absolutely.
0: doesn't really matter who they are. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to dive a little bit into medical ethics sure. um, because we're we're just coming out of COVID. And I know for a lot of people, that was a weird year. 2020 was a weird, weird year, and particularly healthcare, in that not only did you get sick, you ended up in the hospital and not having loved ones being able mm-hmm. to visit. Right so now you had patients who were extremely ill who's making decisions right. and so and how are we going about making these decisions for the best interest of the patients
1: right.
0: uh, so please tell us about advanced directives sure. what are they
1: yeah medical advanced directives there's there's several kinds but the the two most prominent is uh, what most people everywhere call a living will. Right. In Texas, it's the directive to physician and family and surrogate decision-makers, long long word, living right. will. Um, and uh, what that does is it, it gives, what, what are your values around the end of life? What is living to me? Is it um, trying to uh, utilize machines to, make organs function, Mm -hmm. and for how long they can do that, or is living on kind of another side of the scale, being able to relate to my family, my loved ones, am I able to speak with them, am I able to take care of myself, Mm -hmm. am I able, what am I able to do, and how am I able to function socially around, and so it 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 comes to uh, trying to figure out for an individual person what is it if I'm at the end of life? What's most important to me? And a lot of people are are, are move you know toward the relationships Chips. when 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 we when we come to that point uh, point in life, that's what's most important. But there are some every now and again that says, you know, my physical body, that's what's carrying me and that's important to me, and that's okay. Yes, and that's that's yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so it it gives it gives the the medical team it gives family an idea what it is that they're to do if the doctor says at least in the state of Texas if the doctor says your loved one has or you, you have you have a, a terminal and or irreversible illness or uh, injury and you're going to die whether you're on a machine like a ventilator mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. And um, you, have, you have two choices, basically. Stay that way on a machine, or choose to withdraw all the plastic and metal, be comfortable, have family around, and and then just, just see see what happens, see what reserves the body has on its own. And I tell a lot of folks around here it's 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 when when you when you and God work it out when it's time to to, to see your maker, when yeah. it's time to see God. Uh, that's 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 when you, you you put your faith there. Yes. And not so much in the plastic and metal and chemicals. And uh, where folks are when they when they consider these things, it's a very different place along the way. Um, sometimes people say, "I'm way too young for that." Yes. And some folks say, "You know, I don't really need to do this, but I really don't want to think about dying."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: And there's some folks that are like, "You know, I've got my I've got my uh, my, wi- my my actual uh, last will and testament done. I've gotten my funeral arrangements taken care of, and I haven't thought about this." right i haven't thought about that part and for those folks it's it's so important because what they're doing is they're taking care of not only their business but they're taking care of their family that they don't have to family doesn't have to agonize over decisions about funeral homes and burial or cremation things like mm-hmm. that if we just kind of back up a little bit what if at the end of life in a hospital or wherever person may be, what is it in that juncture they want? Would they want family to be around? Would they want um, music? Would they want prayer? Would they want their church to be available to them, their, their minister? All of these things are important. They're not always spelled out in a living will, but all of these things are important yeah. as to as to when when it's when it's that time to 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 make that move from from uh, uh, from this world. Yes, you know, and um, people really need to think about doing that for their family because a lot of interesting studies show that um, I know in Oregon nursing school. Uh, is the one i've I've known for years and and is so so very important the stress levels they covered the stress levels for family to try and figure out not knowing what do i do when my loved one's on a ventilator and they're not going to get better we've done all the treatment we can but i don't know what to do that's the level of stress of having um, you know, for us down here in Southeast Texas, it would be like uh, losing your house in a hurricane. Okay, yes. Uh, for, for in Oregon, it's a little different. They use a different right. example. But it's that level of stress that, that's on the family. And it, most people are like, well, I don't want to put my family through, through that. that. This living will is something that's so important that it takes that stress away. Now, even the conversation yes. is, is, is less stress than not knowing at all. Right. It's still stressful. Yes. But having that conversation, oh, I remember seeing a news show about life support and removing it and things like that. And so, you know, family had a conversation. And people can, you know, I remember. It was years ago. Right. but You know, they said, I wouldn't want to be like that. You know. Yeah. And, and that even is helpful. But to have it spelled out, to have it in writing, have that signature witnessed or notarized and be able to go from I have to make a decision for my loved one to I can just advocate for yes. my loved one is a huge, huge difference. It already feels like you have to make a decision but but to have that in hand and to realize that I just am going to do what I've done all my life with mom and dad and honor their wishes Kisses. and do what they would want to do or for my spouse or for whatever, you know, I am able to advocate because of this living will for what they would want and honor, honor who they are, their decision that they've made and, and, uh, not change who they are. You know, in, in essence that uh, we, we see a lot of times, uh, families, just aren't there and they're 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 holding on to their own needs right while the person's laying there in ICU room on a ventilator and it's not a matter of honoring who that person is it's a matter of making them somebody different so when you have that Mm -hmm. you're spelling things out you're telling folks this is who I am this is what I want done and I want you to be comfortable enough to advocate and let me be who I am. That's a living will.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's a great um, way to summarize a living will. Now, how do I get one done?
1: So, most of the time, uh, for your state uh, public health uh, uh, websites, will have them. Hospitals will have them. You'll be able to either go online to hospital websites or have, have, have one given to you by hospital. Uh, basically, if you think about it, any anyone who has uh, receives money from Medicare, uh, from the federal government, is required to have one. So even mm-hmm. home health, um, hospice, these these advance directives, that's something that they would be able to help you procure. But hospital for sure, uh, your doctor's office even, um, and uh, any of your any of your public health. Um, uh, whether it's county, state. Uh, every state has a law for medical advance directives, a living will, and a medical power of attorney. We might talk about that a little bit too. Right, yes. But uh, every state has laws for that, all 50. And whichever state you you, you you sign that document, you can use it in any 50 state if you're traveling. So you don't have to worry about, do I need to make one for a state I'm gonna visit right. in for a month, or right. I'm gonna be there for a while. You can just have your, your uh, living will that you've always had and just take that with you, and it is honored uh, to the T. I mean, right. it's just going to read it, and this is what, what we're going to go. This is what we're going to do. Um, so uh, that's, that's the, the easiest way. If you call the hospital, we'll, we'll, we'll show you how to get it online Nine, or right. mail one to you, whatever yeah. you need.
0: But it has to be witnessed.
1: It should be witnessed. Or, or notarized, notarized uh, depending on you know what your what the what the laws of it's your land, land are. are yeah, right, yeah.
0: but it's reciprocated. There's a right. reciprocal agreement for right. all fifty states. Right. Now, when does it expire?
1: Most of them don't expire. They're good for as long as as you want them to be good. Mm-hmm. Some some folks like to update them every okay. five years or so. That's mm-hmm. not a bad idea.
0: No.
1: Um, so uh, there there's not necessarily a, a stop or a start. Uh, or a start or stop date um, unless you may uh, use one. Right. Uh, let's say like for that uh, medical power of attorney, Yes. you're going to have surgery and you're going to have a recuperation time and you may be concerned for things in between that time and you might make your medical power of attorney have an end date. Okay. So in the state of Texas you can do that. So. Then, after that date, you would need to do another one if you wanted to do it, but most of the time, most of them, or for any, whether it's a living will or medical power of attorney, folks just will, will fill those out and they'll be good for as long as they want them. The most recent is always the one that uh, medical staff is, are gonna look at, yes. you know, and go by. Because you can change your mind. And if you change your mind or if you change somebody in your medical power of attorney that's going to be your consentor, uh, then, then we go by the, the most recent. You just, you just make a new one. You don't have to try and find all the copies that are around okay. or anything like that. You just know that that's the, the newest one is the one that, that uh, you, your family, uh, your medical power of attorney, whoever it is that's going to be watching out after you, has the most, you know, the latest copy?
0: Does that also have to be witnessed and notarized?
1: A medical power of attorney does. It's the same same process. Um, the medical power of attorney allows a person to name someone mm-hmm. that, say, if I was going to make make that out, um, if I ever find myself with a bump on the head, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm unresponsive in any way, and I have made court cordial. You know, my medical power of attorney she is going to be the one that knows what I want and what I don't want, want right and so when a consent issue comes up in the hospital you'll be able to make that for me so the key for the medical power of attorney is is make sure that you have a conversation with who it is that you're appointing that now they don't have Certain, Make sure
0: they know they've been appointed.
1: That's right. Make sure they <laughs> they know they've been appointed. Make sure they know a little bit about what you want yeah. and what yeah. you don't want. Yeah. And um and, and, and feel confident that this doesn't this doesn't give them a certain power over you at all times. Right. This is only for consent to medical treatment. Meant. When when you're not able to do that, perform that for yourself. So um, the the primary right in the hospital is the patient uh, makes the decisions for themselves. Um, but when the patient is unable, that medical power of attorney would be helpful to have someone who knows what I want and what I don't want. It's great for folks that have um, big families because I guarantee you, in those twelve children, there's going to be some that will not do what you want them to, to do. do. And there will be some that will do what you, you do want, want them, them to, to do, do, and you you make them your medical power of attorney. Right. Tell everybody. Yes. You know, but <laughs> you know, give that uh, give that authority in that critical time to the ones that will do, or it may be somebody that doesn't have a lot of family, and maybe there's there's no family at all, but they have a very very good friend or neighbor. Right. That's the person that you need to consider making your medical power of attorney you don't want to just be in the hospital without someone who can who knows you yes knows what you want right and then and and as opposed to the medical staff trying to figure out i'm not really sure sure right um i don't know if uh they wouldn't want blood for religious reasons or if there's uh, there's some other value or, or or moral that they're going by that that um that would preclude a certain treatment or test or whatever it might be. So it's very important to have folks that know what who you are and what you want and be able to perform that if you're not able to. Okay. And uh, that's essentially what a medical power of attorney does.
0: Is it different from a healthcare proxy?
1: It's, it's the same. Okay. It, it, and uh, used to, in, in Texas, we call them the... Um, Durable power of attorney for healthcare. care, a lot of states still use that, yes. that language, uh, some, some use uh, uh, medical power of attorney, but that's exactly what it is, it's, it's your medical decision maker, it's your proxy for the time that you need it, you know, okay. when you're not able to perform the, the consent for yourself.
0: Right, so your medical power of attorney is your healthcare proxy, mm-hmm. and uh, it must be notarized mm-hmm. Or witnessed right. and make sure it's somebody who you trust right to advocate for your needs yes yes and it is reciprocated in all 50 states yes. regardless of where it was initiated right. correct okay fantastic now let's get into let's get deep and dirty into this if somebody is married
1: mm-hmm. okay.
0: is it okay for them to select somebody other than their spouse to be their healthcare proxy
1: it is. It it. it um, if that's, um, let's just say, uh, a second marriage, yes. and there's children from the first marriage, and um, to have a medical power of attorney as one of your children would be perfectly fine. Right. Without it, in in the state of Texas, your your spouse has that job. Right. You know, um, but for whatever reason it may be. Um, or it may be uh, a brother or sister. Yes. Maybe it's somebody that works in the medical field. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, that's that's the way it way it is. Uh, there's there's somebody that knows the the medical jargon mm-hmm. and able to yeah. take care of because you'd probably say, Hey, I just need to ask you. The doctor told me <laughs> this, and on the phone, you know, and uh, and I just wanted to run this past you, uh, type of thing. Anyway, so yes, absolutely, that would be a great person to do that, and so yeah even even um it's 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 making sure that you just get the right person that's going to do what you want and not and not say oh, i'm not really sure or i just don't feel good about this or that's not what i want that 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 medical power of attorney needs to be a person who has a little bit of resolve to say i'm going to advocate It may not be what I want, but this is what they want. This is who they are, and this is what I'm going to do for them.
0: Great. Uh, So while we're on that, um, I know that in your role, um, you also deal with organ donations. Right. Right. Could you share a little bit more about that? And I know um, for many members of the community, there are different reasons for or against organ donations, but what we do not know is that you're in the midst of that when somebody passes away or somebody decides to donate an organ. Mm-hmm. Uh, please tell us how the chaplains, what the chaplains' role is. Sure. So
1: the um, I'm I'm at a hospital where uh, organ donation has been important in the chaplaincy department. And so that's, that's been a very good thing in that um, it, it does, again, we go back to the person's values. Um, if my body uh, is able to um, provide, if I'm able to give, and I'm not able to, to to go on, but I have an organ that somebody else could use, and it's healthy enough that, you know, maybe my heart is, is, is bad and that's what's going to uh, send me out, but my liver is really good, you know, yeah. and I want, I want to be able to provide that for somebody who is actually dying and be able to give them a second chance. And so again, it's, 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 it's involves it involves values of, of, uh, folks. And, and, uh, we want to, we want to maximize opportunities for, um, for people's values to to come through it's who they are and it's and it's right. so important um, the um, our responsibility uh, around an icu or wherever it might be if somebody says hey i'm an organ donor or my loved one's an organ donor who do we need to talk to and um, we will immediately get them in contact with our organ procurement organization and um, and uh, get the right people to talk with them or they may say I want to do this Mm -hmm. and we can provide some information and in uh, in, and along with that to to let them talk with uh, uh, those professionals these days um, uh, most OPOs organ procurement uh, organizations want to do that themselves. They want to deliver that information, so we're kind of a go-between in a way, yeah. in, 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 uh, in kind of our, our contemporary settings now. And so we, we want to get them in touch with the right people and vice versa, yeah. and uh, so they, they can be comfortable in getting information and, um, and knowing what to do, what not to do, and, and, uh, and helping along with that. And a lot of times, when I ICU, you, those are those are the things that the nurses are very very busy with taking care of, trying to save a life. We might be the one that says, "Hey, have we called the the uh, the organ bank and let them know that this is a situation that's going on, so they can follow." It's not that um, it's not that they're going to kind of. Uh, take over or do anything to the care it's just that they need to follow they need to see if uh, the person in the bed is an organ donor that's right they may be a donor and they need to they'll 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 follow along in the in the in the in the meantime seeing how things go and then if we get to a point where the family says you know we've 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 done enough we've had the discussion with the physician and and now we're we know that this is a, a situation where we're not going to get better and um, then we'll, we'll, we'll just have, have uh, the organ bank and they'll be in the background and they can come to the fore to be able to talk with that, that family. Um, these are some options at this point whereas we spoke a little bit earlier about withdrawing a ventilator. Before we do that let's talk about what possibilities for organ donation since this patient wanted to donate organs and so really again kind of be in that place uh, to fill in the gap um, to to uh, to provide for that person's values or maybe it's something that somebody had um, not uh, signed up for but Mm -hmm. the family knows that that's that's really who they are at their core as a as a a giver and as uh, someone who wants to help others and they just didn't know at this juncture that that was an option. And so it's, again, putting out all the options and in, in, in allowing a patient to be who they are and to, and to provide, uh, even in a terrible, difficult time, uh, to provide a little bit more of who they are and more of their values and, 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 uh, and being that um, caring, kind person even in the very um, sad part of death.
0: Yeah. Well, and and, and this is um, personal, you know, judging from my uh, background, Mm -hmm. that we've had our own perception of organ donation, but I know the world has changed. We've seen Mm -hmm. the the significance that, you know, blood donations can do, and the importance of organ donations. How do you see, what changes have you seen um, over your years of practice with um, the community's response to organ donations
1: most everybody is is very um' uh, say comfortable but they're they're they know that it's a help mm-hmm. that they um they know that um, it's needed. The difficulty is always that that follow through. The 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 yes. We we want to be that donor family. And to, uh, they're, they're special people that yeah. that uh, that that can kind of take take their grief and just set it aside just for a moment. And and to um, and to say let's look at this, and and see how we as a family are help because that's the way everybody's raised in the family everybody's Very helpful you know full. you know at that type of thing and or or just that person you know I've, I've a lot of families that that you would think ah oh, you know this one's probably not going to want to donate but um surprisingly you know yeah that's that sounds a lot like who they are yeah and would want to do that and so I think more and more, we 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 find that, uh, that people are very positive toward toward donation. A lot of folks know somebody that needs that kidney, or you know, they're they have friends that are on dialysis, and that's the only way they'll be able to come off of dialysis. Is, right. Is is by that and and uh, that, that that donation, and um, so um, more and more it's it's uh, it's very acceptable I'd love to see a little bit more um uh widespread education yeah uh, and, and 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 what what group or, or institution wouldn't but yes. but uh but still um once once uh you don't miss that opportunity and you give that opportunity to family to to take a look at it and see is this who my loved one is—is is this who we are as a family, and be able to say yes. We want to help, and no matter who it is out there that needs that help, if they just even stop to think, you know, it's somebody with small children that's going to give them years to yes. be able to to let those to to raise help, their families, to help them yeah. raise their family, whatever it might be the situation. To think just a little bit further. Outside of themselves, out into the community that around, and to say, yeah, you know, this is this is this is worthy. This is this is worthwhile. So I think that this is something that's a, a growing, a growing uh, uh, knowledge. Yes. Um, among among people, and it, but it's just one of those things that it, it has to be that opportunity provided, really right. Each each and every time. Uh, whether it's uh, whether it's we're talking about organ donation in the ICU, or whether it's uh, tissue donation yeah. uh, after a, a cardiac death, on a medical floor or on a telemetry floor yeah. or something like that, um, no matter what that is, um, that's improving someone's life. It's uh, even even giving sight to the blind, um, uh, to 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 give help to. Overcome a, a, a tremendous hurdle uh, for, for a donation like tissue, like skin, bone, things like that, to be able to live life as, as it was at one time and not, uh, not, not be kind of in a doldrum of, I'm never going to be able to be who I was. Right. But to provide that um, really life giving gift. Yes. You know, no matter what, what we're talking about, whether it's tissue or whether it's organs.
0: Yeah, and, and that is significant because I, I can tell you, um, I mean, my, my late grandmother, you know, she had her own perception about blood, receiving mm-hmm. blood. Mm-hmm. And um, they, she had a blood transfusion many, many years ago before she passed away. And she called me up and she said, I told you I shouldn't have taken this blood because now I'm craving French fries. So that person must have, liked, <laughs> must have really liked French fries because I don't like French fries. <laughs> And then a few weeks ago, I had to um, consent to my dad's blood mm-hmm. transfusion, right. and I didn't hesitate. Sure, sure, you know. So we're we're, we're living longer. Right. We're right. we're seeing the value of organ Absolutely. and tissue in blood donation. Yes. And you know, as we receive. Right. those gifts right. then we think differently also about giving exactly so exactly. so that exactly. that is remarkable and and as you you talking about that and i i know you know i mentioned to you briefly that a part of your role here is helping the community as they transition from hospital to going home and you do a lot of charitable stuff within the hospital can you share some of that with us
1: sure sure there's there's folks that um, at the particular time of life they don't have insurance mm. and we know insurance helps tremendously. But for some folks it's a burden and they can't uh, can't have insurance or they can't afford insurance or whatever it might be or it just doesn't quite it's not enough depending on what the illness is um, if it's something that may be closer to catastrophic. Um, we, in the chaplain's office, we have a, we have a, a fund that's run by donations. Um, and so as long as we have money in the fund, we, we want to help with medicine. that can be pretty expensive. Yes. Um, we want to help with um, uh, medical devices that, that help someone live at home, whether it may be a walker or a wheelchair. So we work closely with our case management and social work department as they uh, see what the needs are of patients that are being discharged. And uh, we, uh, we try to be good, very good stewards of, of donations that, uh, that come to us and, and help folks that um, don't have that opportunity to just say, yes, I can uh, put this on my insurance or put this on my uh, healthcare card or whatever it might be. To be able to afford some helps to live better at home uh, during a particular time, or whether it may be something that they'll have to use, you know, uh, for the rest of their lives, and just couldn't have it any other way. Um, so we we do absolutely try to help um, with with medicines, um, those kind of things, and and. It, it helps uh, it helps them stay out of the hospital yes yes <laughs> uh, it does you it does you no good to make it through a hospital stay and not be able to have the medicine to help you build that strength build that health that will get you back to going and and, and uh, uh, back to work and, and those kind of things and get you back kind of on track if you're still weak from that hospital visit and you don't have that, Antibiotic, or if you don't have that medicine, that the doc says, you know, this is something that's really gonna gonna help boost boost you up and get you back quicker to going, as opposed to getting back going to work. Here we come back to the that's hospital, funny. and um, uh, what what does it say? Nobody has time for that. Yeah, and nobody. It, has yeah, t- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. There, there's, <laughs> there, there, We don't have time for the hospital stay to begin yes. with, but we've got to make time got to make a way to 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 build that health and then yes absolutely get back to living get back to taking care of kids grandkids get back to work those things that you do and you need to do uh, to make your life worthwhile and uh and for your for your family and we want to we want to be a part of that uh, that kind of a bridge to to making it back to that level of health that you can you can get back to
0: that's great because you know i i heard you say um Renewing faith in humanity in knowing that, okay, you got this prescription, you didn't know how you were going to get it filled, but here comes charity from another human being right. that's going to help you to get on the road. Decreasing the cost of healthcare care because mm-hmm. you don't have to cycle back through that emergency right. room right. and, you know, you right. get that extended care stay again as an inpatient. But also, importantly, you are a member of our care team because now you've added working with case managers, right? right. right. Sure. And, um, and, and that is a big piece of what we value because you may not be clinical, air right, quote right, clinical, right, right. but you are a key piece sure. of the care right. team. Right. Now, which brings me into... Mm-hmm you taking care of us as employees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <absolutely.
1: laughs>
0: because we've all heard um, employee burnout, right. how stressed healthcare workers have been, you know, and so and So even though you are a part of the care team, right, right. you're also our supporters. Sure. Um, Please share some, you know, a little bit about that.
1: Absolutely. Um, just like I mentioned when the, the patient, you know, family, they need somebody to come alongside, mm-hmm. and, um, and they can kind of lean on, get a little help with a little guidance, because like I said before, healthcare is a whole culture, you know, yes. and, and, and just needs, needs need a little, a little uh, kind of like somebody with a little light to shine ahead and, and to say this is what to expect. We like to do that for our for our employees, our coworkers, the the people that we we uh, daily work with, we, who we love and and are friends, and uh, to to be uh, that one that you know when you you have have a problem, and you know this is just just frustrated with this at home, not having a good week, and and uh, it's just it just feels like it's all coming down. We want to be there to put an arm around you and say. You can do this, and we we'll, we'll walk through this together, and um, and everybody needs that. Yeah. We want to do that for each other. I mean, but uh, but to have, have that extra person there to, to to have a little prayer and just yeah. say let's 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 bring God here. Let, yeah. let's just do that. You know, it looks like this is where we're where we're talking is. It looks like we're, God's not here. Let's bring God here. Yes, and have that little prayer. Uh, I always, you know, one of these things people will say, you know, just remember me in prayer. I said, no, let's have a prayer right, right now. now. Let's do this right now. If yeah. It's important to, to mention, it's important to do that. And um, to have somebody that, yeah, this is this is someone that I know is in my corner, and this is a person that's praying for me, they prayed for me, they are praying for me. And um, it, it's that extra, it's that extra. Little bit of strength that helps build everything else. You know, when family things get back going well with family, and I've got a better week at work <laughs> next week, and and just to kind of be a crutch maybe along the way to lean on, and 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 let's let's we we know things are going to change and they're going to get better, and um, we'll want to be around when they get if they get worse. Yeah. But um, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move forward and we know that things change all the time and we're going to look forward to a little better day and um, and just be that be that, uh, be that uh, spiritual pal you know if that's what they need or maybe it's just they just need somebody to hear them out Yes. Uh, just a just a vent. Just I just need to get all the steam out. And and uh, and somebody, uh, you you look like a, as good a sounding board or as any. It. You know, you're safe. It, it, it is. It is. It yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh You don't even have to say. You know. Is this is this uh, is this confidential? You yeah. know, clergy confidential. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it know, is. Know, <laughs> not running to HR or any of that kind of thing yeah. like that. It's yeah. this. This is absolutely. You know. And and. Uh, and just to be uh, available uh, to staff. I mean, not everybody's job has that, has that, uh, that kind of uh, person uh, built in to, um, to, uh, to be there for, for that. And um, it's, not, it's not like, uh, hey, I need to set up an appointment. You might need to, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. But it might just be, hey, chaplain, do you have a second? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I got a minute, yeah. guess what, guess you know, what? Yeah, 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 absolutely, I got, what What. What. what do you need, what, what time do you need, I've got yeah. it for you, and if you need to talk later, we can set up the time, or if we just just need to, hey, I'm just having a rough time right now, and I just want to kind of spew out, yeah. you know, it's like the overheated car, just, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and that's, that's great, and we, yeah. we, we're around to do that.
0: And we appreciate you for it, mm. you know, and now... We know you're there to take care of us. Who takes care of you?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, that, uh, you know, we have very good training to, to, uh, to find those kind of things. Uh, you know, we, we have our pastors as well. Yes. And we have, uh, fortunately, we, we're in a hospital that has a, um, a large enough group yes. of chaplains to yes. be able to provide that for each other as well. Okay. Not all hospitals do that. You may yes. have a, a a single placement chaplaincy in a hospital, mm-hmm. and so to try and find someone outside, you know, sometimes there's there's uh, several hospitals. Maybe it's a system, and chaplains can get together to, to able to to help take care of themselves. Um, there's other associations and, and different ways that uh, that that can happen, but um, but uh, we we have we have. Uh, uh, you know a lot of folks say well the minister or the pastor or the chaplain, you know, you're way up here and no 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 no. You're
0: human too. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We
1: have to do the same things yeah. that everybody else does. We 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 ought to know and 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 provide that um that uh uh not even a safety net, it's just that network. Yes. You know, a, to, net that yes, yes, yes. a net that works. Yes, a net that works. When, that when we have when we have needs, whether it's um, uh, uh, to not be afraid of um, psychiatric services, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of folks are going. Oh no, no, mm-hmm. no, nope! They're our friends, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. So so is uh, nurses and doctors, and and yeah. we're we're are there amidst, and we we, we want to um, we want to be uh, good representatives of all the help that you can get. So, have I ever seen a psychologist? You bet I have.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, absolutely. Have uh, do I have a pastor? Yes, I do. You know, yeah. and so um, we want to we want to be the the kinds of people that let me tell you about uh, how this helps for me. Yes, and uh, oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and and um, and uh, experience the things that that we say. Well, this is what you ought to do. Well, we've probably been there and and, right. and had some help and and things like that, and so we know that it works. Right. And uh, we're not, you know, up on, you know, platform way up high or anything. No, 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 no castle turrets (laughs) or anything like that. Well, that's
0: good to know that you're humans and it's totally relatable Mm. and you're not asking us to do anything you've never tried. Right, right, right. And and that is great because I know sometimes, you know, we probably want to think that, yeah, you're only saying that because, you know, you don't know what I'm going through. Mm. But yeah. it, it does give that really human relatable connection, right. and right. that's what you know right. we need, even as staff, as patients, mm-hmm. you know, members of the extended community. Now it's been great chatting with you. I'm absolutely enthralled by you know this information because even as a healthcare worker, sometimes we overlook the things that we don't have to do every day. Right. You know, we talk about living sure. wills, health care proxies, medical ethics, you know, organ donation, supporting our teammates. Um, so it's a lot, and we appreciate what you do. Thank you. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Are there any closing words? What would you like our audience to know oh, more of and the significance of, you know, of this discussion, you know, and going forward? Uh,
1: uh, um. I'd love to to hope that uh, that this provides a um, a uh, a way of um, not looking at the chaplain as uh, something that's to be scared of to um, to 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 be worried when the chaplain comes around. I come around in happy times and as well as sad times.
0: He does, and, 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 and you and wear to, scrubs. Yes,
1: yes, since <laughs> COVID, yeah, we've gone from coat and tie to yes. scrubs, uh, yes. but uh, they're comfortable. <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, you know, to uh, realize that that, that uh, we, we're we part of the team, and we can, if, if we see that your need is with another team member, we will certainly introduce you to that person, and we want to be um, a help. Yes. And... Um, and we want to not help you the way we want to help you. We want to help you the way you need to be helped. And to just uh, provide that in a, in a kind and loving way.
0: Fantastic, that's great. So here's our, our, our Chaplain Schwartz, meeting people where they are, because that is the whole crux of public service. And in showing the humanity in, in healthcare, um, as he is an advocate for patients, family members, for staff, and for his associates, his fellow clergymen, because they support each other, uh, and he has cool memes. <laughs> 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 Coolest memes. Thank you, Chaplin. Shorts for sharing this time with us. I really appreciate what you do. And come back and visit anytime. All right. right. Absolutely my pleasure. Right. Fantastic.